Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota Minnesota time. Oh, I always do like the biggest, like, oh, it's a Minnesota. It's, it's like I part can... of the intro, is yeah. the sigh. It's the sigh. <laughs> so predictable in my old age. Uh, and I'm feeling, I feel my old age more and more. I accidentally watched MTV the other day. I mean, I I don't, I don't even, I'm not old enough that I have cable, so. <laughs> well, I'm so old that I'm like, to not have it would cost more in order to I have. Mean, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I accidentally watched MTV the other day and I literally, my husband came, walked in on me, like at edge of the couch, me with my hands in my face, kind of leaning up against it being like, huh, huh. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't think I am. They they still, they don't play music videos, right? That's not a uh, thing anymore. Well, there's like MTV 3, 4, 5. Um, they're, they're, okay. This is too much. This is too much. I'm going to keep you young, girl. I'm going to keep you fresh and popping with it. Uh, but this is late at night. You know how they used to play infomercials for old people? Now they play mm-hmm. music. They throw us a bone and play it late at night. They're, you mm-hmm. know, it's the, the, on the ones and twos. <laughs> and they, and they play it. And I'm just like, I'll, I've heard some of the songs, right? I'm not completely ancient, but then I'll see the music video. And I re- used to like remember in my day, the music video would coincide with the song. It'd be like a story of it. And now I'm just sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes not though. I guess that's true. But these are, oh man, they're heady. <laughs> they're they're really heady. They're very we live in a more artistic time, Jamaica. Is that, is that what it is? And I'm just not understanding these kids' art out here. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's either up in the club, which I can get that. In a vacant building with a band playing, I can also get that. The 90s nostalgia on, maybe that's what it is. It's so much 90s nostalgia, 2000 nostalgia. And there hasn't been, in my opinion, a big enough space in between for it to repeat so mm. viciously. Girl, the fashion. This, this is like off track for yeah, me. I'm so sorry. But- I'm so sorry. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> I'm living. Maybe that's what it, it'll be like. A mini sod. That's not a surprise. It'll be a mini sod special. Like, like I'm feeling it. Going back to the '90s and things mm. that should have come back, things that haven't come back, things that have come back and shouldn't. So maybe that's what we'll have to do. Yeah. But for now, maybe this is a good a good segue into. <laughs> You know, in the 90s, I feel like it was a big, huge turn in technology, right? Right. And we're trying to make it faster, stronger, right? Right. So I want to spend... <laughs> I Like, at first, I was like, AOL. And then I was like, Daft Punk. <laughs> Where are we going? Better, faster, stronger. <laughs> Actually, so we're going to spend 10 minutes, and I, this can go in many ways, so I'm excited. We're going to talk about AI, Artificial intelligence. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You're thinking like real or like fictional? <laughs> so I've got both. So I've got some examples. I'm fi- I figure we could probably start fictional and maybe kind of round out of how that has transpired into real life. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hard path to go down because I'm just going <laughs> to spend <laughs> half an hour talking about data. Um, but... <laughs> It was it was hard. I realized the dangers, and because it's it's very difficult. But I believe we can do this. It's important. 
Yeah, I don't know. Artificial intelligence is is an interesting topic. Um, and I feel like if if we're talking fiction, it's hard to not go down that path and end up at the matrix, <laughs> um, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. Just because I, I think when I start thinking artificial intelligence, then I start thinking about what if this is all a simulation and, and all of that. So, so that's where my brain goes. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> that that's okay for me. When I think of it, it's hard for me not to go down robot versus AI. Mm-hmm. So when people want to bring it up, I'm like no, 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 that's a robot. I'm like no, no, that's AI. <laughs> like so, it's it's deferring that and like, well, what is that learning capability? And then I get the sphere of sentient life. And that's where that's the rabbit hole I start falling down into. What if you realize that you are alive, or you have feelings and emotions? What does that make you? And then I start thinking about the soul. And then I start getting in a real dark place. You just got to be like me and not believe in a soul, Damika. Yeah. It makes things so much simpler. Um, it all be so much simpler then. I have often thought a lot of my problems was too much soul. <laughs> too much soul. Yeah, no, but I, I do think I do think there is some blurring of that line of robot and AI, particularly in fiction, because often in fiction, it's like a given that, that a robot or an android has AI. So AI, I think the distinction is robot is the hardware, AI is the software. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because there were definitely things where I'm just like, well, that's technically like, oh, look at all this AI that we use every day. They're like, we've got Roombas, we got that. I'm like, that's a robot. That's not AI. <laughs> Roombas aren't intelligent. <laughs> no, but you would be surprised. And I'm thinking like, especially Honda, they've got a lot of markups for robots like the robot dog little pet things of that in mm. nature things for the house and i'm just like is that ai i'm like no player that is a re- that's a robot and so i thinking we're kind of having this blur of like people being very excited to have robotics in their home but realizing that is not ai yeah i think ai includes at least my thinking of it totally unscientific because what do I know about that technology? But to me, the distinction is AI is adaptable mm-hmm. and can learn and grow. Whereas like a Roomba, your Roomba isn't going to learn how to cook you dinner. Like that Girl. Roomba just has the one thing it does. And yes, it like maps out your house or whatever, but like that's coding. Like mm-hmm. all coding isn't artificial intelligence it's the intelligence it's the adaptability Mm. i hope we don't get angry emails because we don't know what we're talking about i hope roombas don't write us angry emails tell that to dj roomba exactly Exactly. (laughs) googly eyes and everything be very upset with us Uh, i think so what is in your opinion uh, between books and movie and TV, what is the place of AI in fiction? Hmm. I mean, it depends on. It's just like it's too big of a category. It's mm. like saying, "What's the place of space travel in fiction?" You know, it's like mm, such a, a huge category. But I think often it's basically to raise the question of what is human, what Mm -hmm. makes us human, right? To kind of explore 
that blurred line and where where it can exist and and to lead people to exactly what you're talking about of like questioning the soul and how does that you know how much of us is is programmed and how much of us is like thanks to a higher being or or something else mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting cuz you're looking at things uh, in very famous characters like C3PO R2D2 uh data uh, Wally, like in, in the you know the iRobot character from the twenty or two thousand four movie, of their importance within the storyline and kind of reflecting what we fear within ourselves and how far we're going in technology, but also the helpfulness as well of that surrogate human friendship that we're kind of desiring and testing back and forth of feelings versus function, and it's such a interesting pull i was talking about it with my husband with with uh, with data specifically of me personally i would you always be so crestfallen when data would be so close to perhaps gaining the ability to have emotions but at mm. the same time that would take away him and his self his essence his his function how he fits into the fabric of star trek and so it's just like huh this this balance in between us so desperately wanting to evolve technology and exploring that possibility of what it is to be human but realizing it's our emotions that make us kind of volatile and irrational and feel lonely and feel separatist and it's it's weird how they kind of use that all in this robot learning adaptability it's very anytime there's ai it always makes me ask way too many questions of myself and i i'm just here to be entertained (laughs) yeah i mean i think There's a reason why those sorts of characters appeal so much to men. Uh, And I think, you know, that has to do with that that emotion aspect of toxic masculinity teaches you that you are above your emotions. You are a better person without your emotions and being able to see like a data character gives you that view. Not that data is like the role model for tusk toxic masculinity. No. But but I, I think there is a reason why those characters tend to appeal more to men. And mm-hmm. I and are written a, oftentimes by men mm-hmm. because of that avoidance of emotion that they're taught from a young age. Mm. I do. That is really good. I do see that. And it's interesting, too, when you're thinking about, like, Terminator, Edward Scissorhands, Mm. which it's so funny when I was researching, like, what do people think? Because I have my favorite AIs and, you know, robots. And I, in my mind, I never considered Edward Scissorhands to be. Do you? No. Because he was created. He's built from pieces. Yeah, but it's more like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, right. So I thought it was interesting. And then it got me considering I'm like, then what is what is a robot? And so that was a dark alley. But I feel like a lot like Terminator, things of that nature, they do tend to present masculine, not always, Mm -hmm. but I do feel there's a lot of masculine presenting AI representation within entertainment. And I I think what you're saying is so poignant. That is such a good connection. Yeah. uh, But not all AI sort of robot created, like you said, if people are considering Edward Scissorhands, you know, obviously he has emotions. And 
I think the other really big example of that are the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica yes. because they are emotional creatures. And, and often, at least with like the sleeper Cylons, they don't even know that they're yeah. not human. So, yeah, I think that that's an interesting conversation. And, and, and I think all of that, once again, goes back to that conversation of like what makes us human. So with that we are seeing in real life this huge swelling interest backing support especially with people who have the dollar bills to throw around <laughs> of creating uh, ai i'm thinking of sophia by the henson robot company uh that just uh was like 2016 when she was like official officially out and on talk shows and showing off and i one of those old people who are really intimidated by that, I think. I think there is such a great place for AI for many reasons. Like uh, Stanford University has like this robot snake that they're creating that can be used for like collapsing buildings and baby to like be able to inflate and deflate themselves and lift up heavy things in order to get to people's safety mm. that is able to use reason and technology in order to factor in all of these things because a robot kind of once again you said it's coding it's programming it can't necessarily make those decisions right Ooh, that's right in the microphone my bad <laughs> it's, it's 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 really interesting but Sophia it just feels like what would be with the lifelikeness, with the the learning capability, with the reacting conversational bits, what is the purpose of such lifelike, human-like AI? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I think I think the the argument is it's all about making our lives better and easier, right? Why I get all into this matrix mind loop <laughs> is um, this idea of the singularity. Are you familiar with this? The technological mm. singularity? Mm. Okay. So this is the idea. It's a hypothetical point in the future at which time artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence and technology and technological growth becomes completely irreversible and completely uncontrollable, right? And so I've heard that it's, you know, within the next 30 years, <laughs> uh, within the next, I think there's con conflicting numbers, right? Like 30 years is the low end and 1,000 years is like the high end, something like that, Um but they say that it'll it'll most likely happen within the next century that we'll reach this technological singularity and we won't be able to walk back from it. There will be changes to our civilization, you know, and this is the uh, this is kind of the founding idea of the Matrix. That's what leads to us in the Matrix. That's what leads to the Terminator. That's what leads to like all these things. Right. Um, and so I think and I don't. I don't know if we've talked about this before, so apologies if we've had, yeah. but David Duchovny, <laughs> when he was working on his doctorate, his mm. his topic that he, he was writing about for his dissertation was this idea that historically we have seen 
things in terms of like good and evil, moral yes. and, and unmoral. And technology developed in a bubble outside of that judgment for some reason. So we don't usually see technology as good or evil. We just see it as technology without judgment. And his his argument was because it is unchecked, it can only balloon to the point where it is evil. So I think I think I kind of subscribe to that to that line of thought that you know, and, and we're already seeing the beginnings of this. I sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist. No, I'm no, no, sorry. no, 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 this, <laughs> no, no. I laid bricks. I'm like, no, no, no. pick, no, yeah. walk this road because that's where I'm saying there's. I have a lot of reservation. I have a yeah. lot of fear because of this bubble, because I think technology is not looking as good or as bad. It's just evolution and evolution yeah. is inevitable, right? Yeah. Where is where it's like human innovation does it just become innovation in itself. It's its own entity and it gets to just innovate itself without human input, because I don't think we are necessarily alongside evolving next to technology. We're not going, we're not parallel to each other, you know, and I have a lot of intimidation and fear and reservation about mm-hmm. that. There was um, LeVar Burton, he read a short story that talked a- about that. And I love being able to use that and talking about his own reservations with it. And it was just kind of what we're saying about how we used to feel this way and he read this story and it kind of made him question it back and forth but yeah this this feeling of it sounds conspiracy theory but it yeah mm. yeah and and i would say to take that that idea a little further or perhaps to bring it back full circle is i think that it is used as a tool a literary tool to kind of question authority, to question the status quo. So I think it's it's used often within science fiction, this idea of like, you know, we are we are barreling towards this thing. What does it mean for all of us? You know? <laughs> um, and I think AI is often used that way. But yeah, you know, AI is real. Like we've talked a lot about fiction and I know we got to wrap it up, but, you know, there's, I'm sure you've heard of this, how AI are creating completely brand new human faces. Mm -hmm. That's like a whole thing. It's like inventing new humans. It's just like imagery, but like, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's, there's certainly a lot of ways that adaptable technology and AI can be used for good, but it's also weird. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Cause like I said, who is checking that and what are the limits to growth? What Mm -hmm. is the, what is the limits to learning? What is the limits to learning? There we go. That's right. Yeah. That that's my, my concern, but yeah, AI has been, I think AI creating more AI is like, (laughs) A very girl, scary thing to girl, me. All the brown people listening went, nope. <laughs> oh, man. This We've all so seen good. the Terminator. I don't understand. I, I'm trying not to clap into the mic. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> we seen it. It's not good enough for y'all. I don't understand. Y'all need to stop. All right. Well, that was a bleak. Hopefully <laughs> the singularity doesn't help happen between now and when this episode drops. Oh, I hope it doesn't inspire anything. Any AI listening, um, we're, this is not permission. 
we still have eyes on you. <laughs> I mean, AI can listen if they want. That's fine. As long as they leave a really nice review. <laughs> it's D-A-M-E-C-A. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's Danny as in short for Danielle. Yeah, exactly. You have to be really, really specific. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, check the show notes for more info. We'll be back with a full episode next week and another mini-sode in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Peace. All hail our robot overlords. <laughs> Out. Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs>